0: The MX Vice Show.
1: Welcome to episode number 73 of the MX Vice Show podcast, the only podcast that breaks down MXGP in a great, entertaining, sometimes insightful, and just general way really. Uh, No race this past weekend, there was High Point, but nothing really going on in Europe, but still plenty to talk about. Uh, Some big news this morning, a lot of riders returning for um, the British GP, and also we've got Fantasy Talk and all of that good stuff, as well as uh, Blendsall Performance of the Week. Uh, Liat Ask Vice Anything, Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week, and Armour You Smarter Than a Birth, which, for the first time ever, is a head-to-head game. How exciting is that? It's like progressing and stuff. How amazing. Part one of the MX-5 show is presented by Fly Racing, Uh, as always. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the formula's advanced impact system is introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Jesus, I'm struggling with this one. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. We got there. Right. So, this is the MX5 Show. Thanks, as always, to Fly Racing, Leat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGPTV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix, Knee Braces, Armour, and Blenzel Oils. Speaking of Armour, like I say, Armour, you smarter than a berth, will be a head-to-head game this week. And player number one is James Burfield. How are you doing, James?
2: I'm good, thank you, Lewis. How are you? Great. Struggled a bit with that read there. I don't know why. I'm a bit out of hey. breath today. Hey, when you've had 70 hosting jobs under your belt, then uh, then you'll appreciate the uh, struggle weekly. What, what's this? Number three now you're hosting? Yeah, three in a row. Quite yeah, well done. Yeah, good. Uh, I'd like to thank Andrew, my personal my personal uh, passionate supporter on Instagram, and Andrew Yankee, uh, Janky. So, yeah, good. Um, nice to be here. Nice to be back. And here to bring some insightfulness to this podcast. Okay, And, uh, Okay, thank you,
1: thank you, thanks for that, Jesus. Um, and player number two is uh, back by popular demand, he was on episode number 71, uh, he went away for a week, and now he was so in demand that he's back, uh, it's Tom Neill, how's it going?
3: Hello, I'm good, and I'd, uh, I'd also like to thank Andrew uh, for the support of the uh, leader of the Tom Neill fan club, so yeah, it's good.
1: I'd also like to thank Andrew because he's never said anything bad or good, really, against me. He's just quite indifferent to me. So, Andrew can kiss it. Okay, well, Andrew, please continue listening to the podcast. Andrew's one comment last week, he wasn't too critical of you. He just said, James changing the conversation with weird facts, right results, results in me turning the podcast off. So we're going to just work on that, but that's fine because we've got another voice in now. So it's fine.
2: No, it's great. And, and if, if Andrew wants to listen to, to the Lewis show, then... He's not he... actually a Lewis fan. That's a, he's a Tom fan. So. Oh. so Tom, we
4: British need to get Gp. your own podcast. Oh, okay. Tom. Yeah. We need to get your own podcast.
3: <laughs> Me and Andrew will do one together. Let's do it.
1: Or we could just continue with this one, maybe. So, British GP this weekend. Big news this morning. Uh, we kind of hinted at it at points, but Mitch Evans is going to be out for a little while. You're probably looking at three months at least. Basically, don't expect him back anytime soon. Um, He's having a third, or he's having another surgery on his wrist, which opens the door to a fill-in rider for HRC. Obviously, they've got no energy drink, so you would think that that would result in them not doing fill-in riders because there's no push there from a title sponsor, but uh, they have been known to do it. They did it with Todd Waters, and it sounds like they are fishing around for options. So, Tom, we'll go to you first. Who would you like to see get the spot and who do you think would maybe be a good option?
3: I'd like to see Nathan Watson get the spot. Um, Obviously, I'm a a Watson Watson wagon, bandwagoner, I suppose, uh, and it covers both of them. But it's like, who else do they really get? I mean, he's already on the machinery. uh, He's familiar been in factory teams before. And I think it could be like a good step for him.
1: I think I, someone actually commented on the MXY's Facebook with quite a good, like, little idea. Completely, like, I'd ne- I hadn't even thought of it. I completely stole it. But Honda SR obviously have, like, a beach race portion of their team. And techni- and Lars Van Berkel was on that. He's a more than capable GP rider. He can score points on his day. Like, he's, he's no joke. So technically, if Honda were to bump Nathan up to uh, HRC, they could put Lars into Honda SR and then that would kind of work out quite nicely for everyone. Like, that's, that makes it sound logical, but then still, I'm not sure it will happen.
3: Nathan showed that he can, he can get points on a track that's not even his strong suit in Russia. Um, so with a factory-like sort of bump, you've got to think that he could be pushing on like 10 to 15 range, really, straight away on the hard pack and even higher on the sand.
1: It's, um, it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier. Say Nathan did get it, which I... I don't think it would happen. Like if I had to bet, I'd probably say it won't happen for whatever reason. But if it were to happen, Nathan kind of goes down as like the most, uh, what would you say? He kind of ended up with the Ice One ride when he first like started entering a few 450 GPs. And then if it were to happen again, where he enters one 450 GP and then that immediately turns into a factory ride. That's quite a nice little like... Trend there going on, but James, you uh, you obviously want to see Nathan get that as well, I guess. Yeah,
2: I'd like to see Nathan go, in. I'm I'm a big Lars van Burkel fan, uh, on and off the track. I think he's a good guy, and I think that's a, a perfect scenario. However, uh, can somebody please please bring back Max? This is a great opportunity to get Max back on a, a, a to get back Max back on a good bike.
1: Actually, when you said Max, I
2: genuinely had to think for a second who the hell. Well, he's forgot he's forgotten now. Where are you going to go with that Max one? Max is in America. Where are you going to go with that one? Max
4: is in America. Just, just thinking I'm on Andrew's side. Um, Max is in America. Max, Max is in America. So that's, that's a no-go. Max is in America. It's just a plane ride. I
1: genuinely, there aren't really any other options. Like people, like I've messaged Tommy. Tommy is a no-go because he says he's a full-time vlogger, which isn't exactly a lie. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to say paul Ann, that's not going to happen. People are going to say DeSale, that's not going to happen. Australian-wise, okay, Todd Waters was a good option before. There's not really any options like that now. Okay, completely the most random thing. And Tom, you can take this because James would have never heard of him. (laughs) But completely random thing. As I said, Australia, I started to think about it. One international rider who's not in GPs, who maybe isn't tied down to anything and on a Honda and could maybe do
3: it, is Cody shot?
4: That's a it's, it's a long
3: pull, but yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, he's good. He's good at the outdoors. Obviously, he's had a m- massive improvement this year. Um, he, yeah, it's on the base. Could he? Would would he? Like, would it be worth it for him though? They've got to factor in like they can do all this, but what are they going to gain from it? Like, where could he be in the result? But
1: this is a. I, I genuinely I'm at a loss because I can't see any logical options James have you got any in mind like, apart from Nathan Watson because okay that isn't even that logical because he's on a team he's got a deal he's on a team he he's, goes beyond MXGP with the beat races and all of that stuff so that isn't even that much of a good safe option have you got
2: anyone you can think of James and have you ever also heard of Cody Shop? no never heard of Cody um, so, yeah Cody. whatever it's a team Cody, Cody whatever <laughs> No, I think the problems you've got is when you're looking at the fill-in ride, uh, if, if you take it back a step, you're going to have to find somebody who is basically on a Honda because who's going to risk their current deal or a manufacturer to go and possibly, we don't know how long this is going to be, whether it's going to be for the rest of the season, three months or whatever. So it, we're, we're right at the start of the year. So having to have gone through the winter period, sort all this out, go through COVID and then uh, possibly leave that to, to then go to HRC.
3: It's I've a bit one. of a, a a big ask. Oh, I've oh go I've go. I've got one. Kyle Webster.
2: Uh he was in EP.
3: That is actually yeah, a EP's good one. one. Last year. He ride, rides for rides for Honda. Still, he uh, he obviously had a very unlucky stint in the Grand Prix last
4: year. Uh yeah. That's quite a like a left field one, I suppose. It is. He's Australian, isn't he? So he's like sort of
3: out of sight, out of mind, but. Could be could be a good pull. He had a strong showing at the Nations a few years ago on a two fifty. And I know he's too I think he's too old to be an MX two. So
4: Yeah. You know what? I'd say that's probably Bookie's favourite right now,
1: because he's done it before, so it's not like okay, he didn't really race, but he's at least he kinda knows what paperwork, what what hoops to jump through, like all of that sort of stuff. So that's quite straightforward. The team the Australian team let him do it before. The only problem is and I'm just trying to look this up. I haven't followed the Australian stuff that closely, but I think he's killing it. I think he's
4: like Yeah, he's, he's, he's red like doing holder. ridiculously well. I think he might even be like almost perfect season, like that well.
2: But um, James, Carl Webster, you're yeah, fan? Yeah, big fan. Um, however, I've got one for the Americans and also just just fun factor. It would just make MXGP even more exciting. Ready?
4: If you say Jason Lawrence or something, I'm literally going to hang up on you. No, uh, I was going to go with Blake Baggett. That's never going to happen. Okay, just that's never, just kill the dreams was, of nice
2: idea. Just kill the <laughs> <a> dreams of, <laughs> <Nice idea>. of <laughs> nice me idea. and everyone else.
1: Hey, like, nice idea. I actually, there's I actually a proud of Where you. there's
2: a will, there's a way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna message Garibaldi now.
1: It's actually, I'm quite proud of you because that's quite a, that's not a dumb suggestion. No, but. Also, not an option. This is what I mean, though. It's hard because there's no clear.
4: Everything's tricky. Go on, Tom.
3: As I say, that's the only race winner potentially, you could pull from anywhere that would would do any damage, I suppose. But has he has he even been riding? Has he been doing anything? He's just gone off the radar.
4: He has. He definitely hasn't been riding, and there was. I don't think he's doing anything at the moment. Maybe back for next year, but I think as of I think.
1: I think, I just know, think, that he's not doing anything right now. No. Right, racing-wise. I'm still trying to find the bloody uh, Australian results because they've changed promoters, so now their old website just says thanks for the memories, which isn't ideal because that's the only website. Here we go, right. What race? 2021 results. Doesn't say what round this is or anything. Oh, no, this is... Hold on. Their website isn't mobile responsive. Jesus. It's like bloody going on the British Championship. Right. Hold on. I've just heard my phone landscape. Right. Where is he? Carl Webster. MX2. Yeah. Uh, perfect season.
4: Yeah. Okay. So he's on an MX2 think. bike over there.
1: Yeah. 100 points. Yeah. Yeah. Which has which really caught me off guard. And maybe his perfect season isn't that impressive now.
3: <laughs> would you, would, you, leave, would but, you leave something like that for a, a shot on a factory Honda? I think I'd be doing anything at that point.
2: I've just, uh, I've just messaged Giacomo uh, Garibaldi uh, with Blake Baggett. So uh, watch your space.
4: Giacomo. Yep. <laughs> or Giacomo, as he likes yeah. to be called. <laughs> or Giacomo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would know Carl Webster,
1: I would say, is bookies favourite. The team did let him do it last year, but their Australian Nationals were cancelled last year. So, yeah. obviously, this is a bit trickier again. But, quickly, because we've talked about this for way too long, as far as GP riders currently, I can't see any who would be able to get out of contracts, or Honda would want them to get out of contracts from other manufacturers
4: to go there. There's no one really at that kind of secondary satellite level who is on
1: such a loose program that they would be able to get out of their deal, I don't think. Anyone? No? We all agreed?
4: Yeah,
2: I think so. No, I think um, I think Nathan Watson, Max Anstey, and Brady Bagger are perfect. And Carl Webster, throw him in as well.
1: You're really struggling with names. Did you just call him break It's been, it's been, it's been, it's
2: been a long week already, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> okay so that's
1: that that's that's going to be interesting to follow uh, coming up and also this weekend there will be a fill-in rider on Hitachi KTM Fueled by Milwaukee I would say who it is but I think the PR guy would get quite mad at me for revealing it early and therefore making him writing a press release pointless which he spent an hour doing this morning bless his little heart good guy so that's another thing to watch so they'll be back to two MX2 riders uh, this weekend and for the rest of the GP season and all of that good stuff Also, MXGP of Great Britain, there are a shit ton of guys either coming back from injury who didn't go to Russia, for whatever reason, they didn't do round one, and the entry list for the 450 class is basically plus 10 for um, round two this weekend. You've got Bogers, Uh, he had tendonitis in his arm, I think, somewhere, arm, wrist, elbow, something like that. He's back. Uh, Jazakonis is back, great to see. Boutron should be racing. Josh Gilbert will be there. Peter Petrov. Alberto Ferrato will be there, which will be a big talking point on the podcast next week, I can guarantee. Jimmy Clochet, he will be back. Valentin Guillo, he's finished with his doubleheader duties in Switzerland. He'll be back. Uh, Anton Gohl. Harry Kulas will be there as a wild card. That's a shit ton of riders. Uh, James, out of that list, which you probably weren't listening to, who excites you the most, or who do you think can do the most damage?
2: Um. Harry Kulis. I think he's in form. He's riding really well. Uh, do you know, I think he's just such an underrated rider. Do you agree? Tell me more, because I was drinking a bottle of water. Oh I thought you were going to go on no, for I just, than that. I just see what he's doing with the with the resources he's got with cab screens over here in the UK. Uh, whether it's hardpack or whether it's Sand, he just he just seems, seems to keep churning out the results in... When you've got people like you know Cyril Simpson and, and and a few of the GP riders which have been coming over and riding the British rounds and and he's beaten them, um like you know hands down it, it's not a bad person to um, to throw in there. I mean, obviously he's I don't, I don't think you know he's on Yamaha. He was not going to get the HRC ticket, but um, you know it's it's a shame he's not in GPS. I'll tell you what, if so, Harry Kulas for people who don't know.
1: He was a GP rider. He finished on the overall podium once. uh, Latvia, 2015? 2015 Latvia, I think. Uh, Yeah. Last year, he's on a cap screen. He's on the cap screen's team in Britain now, just doing British stuff, British Championship, MX Nationals, all of that good stuff. Uh, That was a Honda team before this year. So if it was still a Honda team, I would imagine that would probably take over from Carl Webster as a bookie's favourite. But now, I don't, imagine it would because that team is kind of built around him but um, Tom same question to you what out of those riders who are you most looking forward to seeing or who do you think could do like the most damage
3: yeah I think uh, I agree with James with the with the cool ass Paul I think he's very comfortable on that bike and it's obviously showing um, I think Guild could do well um, or Jassiconas. Um but actually I think my favourite would be Burgers because obviously he's had uh, Good. He's, Good. he's coming off an injury obviously it's not Probably not 100% if he's missing the first round. But you saw what he did last year with factory equipment. He's had an off-season on it again. Um, so he's quite like a, an interesting rider to to look at.
1: I was expecting everyone to just say bogus flat out because, yeah, I'm not sure what... I'm trying to think of when he actually had surgery on his arm. I think it would have been two weeks before Russia. So he's, what, four weeks post-surgery now, around that, five weeks? He did race weekend just gone. There was a little Dutch national race, uh, not the official Dutch championship. Almost like a Dutch amateur championship, I'd call it. I don't know. It's the ONK. Most people would have heard of it. Um, Hurlins went 1-1 and Bogers went 2-2, beating Nathan Watson, uh, Jazakonis, Cyril Gano, and a couple of others. I think Tonus was there, although Tonus did qualify, and I'm pretty sure he never lined up for the motos, which seems like something I should have followed up. But Bogers can do really well this year. I think I'm on record as saying this. I think he can be the, I think he can be the surprise, um, the surprise package of 2021. Uh,
3: Agreed, Tom? Do you think he's much of a surprise though? And to us, well, last year he was very strong at times. And it was almost like a breakout year for him, wasn't it? After such a lull of a few years of not really doing anything. And then it was like, he'd just be like the silent man, wouldn't he? And then all of a sudden he'd be there and you'd be like, oh yeah, he's, he's fourth. He's, Doing whatever is is near the front. So is it is it as much as as a surprise as it would have been before?
1: Well, it's a good thing that we've got three people on this podcast because to you and I who follow this stuff closely, it's not a surprise. But James, I'll bring you in here. You had a, we had a discussion on the podcast like a month ago where the HRC. Disaster stint is kind of firmly imprinted in your mind, and to you,
2: bogus is trash and always will be. No, no, not <laughs> at all. I, I, I was the one who kind of said we, he did get a second in it. In was it, a, was it a Muddy Mantiver?
1: That is true, but you also did say that he was terrible in his first year, completely forgetting that he missed the entire year with a foot
2: injury. Yeah, but okay, he, the injury obviously didn't help. But at the same time, he had good machinery. He had the same. He was on the same bike as what, what Geyser guys had. It, you know, it, it, okay, we all everybody gets injured and stuff like that. But he, he had good resources around him, and it just didn't come together. However, uh, if you're saying the foot injury, then then really we've seen a second in Mantova. But after that, we didn't really see anything until the end part of of last year when it really started to come together. Where we were like, where the hell's this happened? And then we found out he had possibly uh, a factory engine in there and some factory bits and parts. So I I, I kind of agree. It's not going to be a surprise. I kind of expect him to come out all guns blazing. He's got a, a, a bit between his teeth and he's got something to prove. He wants to prove people wrong that he should be on a factory ride.
1: I don't know if I agree with you about him being kind of like terrible last year and then coming on strong at the end. I think consistently it wasn't... Okay, it did get better towards the end, but it wasn't overall it was quite a solid nice little season for him he i would say that up until the last seven rounds he did what you would expect from him and then he overdelivered from that point on rather than underperforming and then doing what you'd expect but also the whole uh, he had a factory engine and he had he was a WP test rider so he had early access to the air shock. that isn't that almost should act as a prompt to putting more weight into his results going into this year because he's on the same equipment okay he's got he's on a factory team he's got all of that support, so if anything, maybe he can do even better now because he's at, not only has he got a factory bike he's got a factory team around him
2: james yeah uh, yeah uh, I guess he is the main the main focus of that in. But I, I still going back to the the original question. I don't think it would be a surprise if he came out and got top ten at Matley. Like, I, it wouldn't be a surprise. Not not for me. No, top
1: no. no, top ten is
2: where this is kind of where I'm going. I can see him going yeah, top ten. Yeah, absolutely, he should be top ten.
1: But this is this is where I like think. So we had we had this conversation after Russia. It kind of like um, there was a lot of hype going in about how deep the field was and. I think it was a little surprising how it wasn't maybe as deep as like people had pegged it to be. And it was a bit confusing. But now we're seeing, okay, it is actually that deep because now we're adding the 10 riders, like, you don't realize what you've got until it's gone. These 10 riders who are returning this That's weekend I said are going to add...
4: Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, and you may like That's four. what I'm here for. These <laughs> 10, like,
1: 10 riders, you may look at these 10 riders and go, oh, why are they talking about them heading into Mastity? They're really not going to do, like they're not going to be in the mix or do much. But adding these 10 riders in the mix, this suddenly means that when Simpson finished 16th in a moto in Russia, maybe that is now a 22nd. Or there's suddenly 10 more riders who expect to be in the points, which means that now 28th, 29th will be former podium finishers, former GP winners. So this is, I really think of this as like, this is now a true look at the 2021 MXGP class. But I would agree also about Kulasso. I think Kulas can surprise people this weekend. Uh, Ferrato, I think, isn't 100%. I think he dabbed his knee again in Italy or something, but he says he's 100% in for Matali, so that's happening. Jazzaconis, who knows? As long as, uh, I, I think everyone would agree. Get through the weekend, start both motos, finish both motos, happy days. Guillo could be something surprising, like a top, 13, top 14, top...
4: I think even top 15, that's good. But, looking towards the top... Top of the MXGP class, and I'll go to you, Tom, with this.
1: Geyser and Herlins are almost, like, dead certs for the podium, I think, at this point. Like, I don't think... Anyone who's predicting the top three would probably put those two in there. Who do you think is the most likely to, like join that like be the third rider on the podium this weekend in MXGP?
3: I think we'll see Fever on the podium again. Um it, it's it's just it just seems to be the speed that he's got under him that it's sort of unmatchable by anyone else, if that makes sense. Like he's like the first motor last week, uh we saw him he finished second. So well yeah I think, I just feel like he's he's like the third man at the moment. Like with the sewer sewer Going in. More
4: so than Prado or Crowley.
3: Yeah, yeah. Going in, I thought I thought they'd be better, but they just didn't seem. Well, Crowley, I didn't think would be better, actually. He actually shocked me um, with that first motor, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think it, Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. Mister, <laughs> Mr.
3: Mister Crowley's not even going to win a moto this year I was watching the first motor. I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> but no. It's going to come it, back then, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it's he's the third
4: man, in my opinion. James? Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't, I can't, no, I can't argue with that. It's, I, yeah, It is what it
2: is. <laughs> it is what it, it is.
1: is. What it is. <laughs> wow, they should put that on a banner outside the <laughs> <laughs> MXG be MXGP Great Britain, come on in. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. <laughs> Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the podcast yeah, this, we done. <laughs> this week. It is what it is. No, I think, I still think Feather is sneaky underrated because I would argue, uh, would I? Would you say, uh, Tom, would you say Fever was the second fastest rider in Russia? I would say it's between Fever and Crowley for second fastest rider in Russia. Yeah. Definitely not Herlins.
3: I think Herlins was four fastest. Yeah, I think it, I think it is a, it's a toss up between Fever and Crowley for the second fastest in it, but. Was it sort of like Jeffrey holding back or was it just uh, like we saw so many riders saying that the track was really sketchy and could like easily crash. However many crashes there was in that finish line jump, you know that people aren't, aren't going to push the edge too much if they think that they can get hurt on the first round. It's really not what you need for your championship, is it? So, And I feel like Feva is not really scared to send it when it comes to that. Like he doesn't strike me as the guy who'd hold back at any situation.
1: That's also bad, though, isn't it? Like, that's, that's what kills Fevra's title hopes and his consistency element.
3: Yeah, but it's also you gain that speed, that like wow factor that he's got in the motors where he doesn't crash and he ends up second.
1: One thing, this is, I, think this is, I think this is where we're going with this. I think after Mattelie, I think Fevra's going to do really well this weekend. And I think this is going to be the big question. I think this is going to be the big question next week. Is Fevra a legit title contender, James?
4: Yeah, I think he is. I from from what we've seen so far, preseason and Russia. I, I you know,
2: I, I, he wasn't in my in my top three. He was definitely on the out, on the outside, but I think last week, or the week before, sorry, it kind of it made me question. And I think he's a legitimate um, total prospect. I didn't. Oh, it's just really
4: hard because the, the Russian track. I think it was just it's it's not given us a good um, uh,
2: An a Indica, truthful yeah. analysis of where the field really is. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Tom. It's uh, I think Matley this weekend. Everybody's on a level playing field. Everybody kind of knows the track. Whether you're a Sam rider or or a Harpat rider, you know. You over the years you've had people who've, who've gone, have excelled there. Because every, like, pretty much most riders, I'm not a rider, but every rider you speak to loves the track. So everybody's going in with um, you know positive energy. Whereas Russia, people are just like, oh Jesus Christ, you know it is what it is. I think I think this this it is what it, it is, is. What it is, you know, Russia. You just need to get through and be healthy. You're not going into Matley thinking I just need to get around this track and be healthy. It's a different mindset. So. I think riders going into this weekend are actually going to A, enjoy riding that track, and B, uh, are all going to be on a level playing field, as in, right, uh, this is what I've been working on. This is,
4: this, is, this is everything I've got. Interesting. Interesting.
2: That's only because I Russia tracks are
4: li- shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. I think you were quite, you, were, you ended on a high there. You really did, like, you kind of knocked yourself down with that last one. That's what I'm here for. I want to talk Geyser and Hurlins, but I think we'll do that after the first ad uh, break. So we'll go to an advert now. That is part one of uh, episode 73 of the MXY show. I'm now going to attempt to read the Fly Racing read without passing out like I did at the beginning of the show. So bear with me. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes, as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading, industry-leading innovation <laughs> <laughs> and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game, and it will change another rider's game this weekend, as Hitachi KTM, fueled by Milwaukee, introduced fair filling rider to the GPs. That has been part one of episode 73. Thanks again to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGPTV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix, Armour, and Blenzel Oils. We'll be back in five. You
0: are listening to the MX Vice Show.
1: Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com.
2: Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state of the art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence, why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to
0: pro-x.com now to learn more. Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
1: Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more.
2: Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high velocity crashes as well as rotational and low speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, cone head EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game.
0: The MX Vice -Vice Show. Welcome back to episode
1: number 73 of the MX Vice Show podcast. We had some good discussion in part one. Part two, we've got Leah Ask Vice Anything coming up, and some other little MXGP bits that we need to touch on. As always, the MXY show is presented by Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour, and Blenzel Oils. Uh, This is part two, and as regular listeners will know, (laughs) that one got away from me a little bit. As regular listeners will know, part two is presented by Technical Touch. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design, that is well known in the MX world. The KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension, like Jeremy Sewer and V Ben Watson. And close to home too, visit technical-touch.com/kyb-authorized-dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country, whether that's Spain, Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, England wherever. Take your ride to the next level with technical touch. That went better than expected. Hey, James.
2: Yeah, I was trying to contain myself then from trying not to uh, laugh because I'm just waiting for you to uh, get your your words uh, tied up again. Tongue tied.
1: Oh, that's good. Right. Um, Before we get into the Ask Vice Anything segment, uh, just a little conversation overflowed from the first part. And we kind of discussed this last week,
4: so I mainly want to get Tom's take on this. Tom, MXGP title wise, how big are you on Geyser now based on what you saw in Russia?
3: Quite a little bit bigger, I think. Like, uh, I know we said before that Jeffrey could have been holding holding back with the the track being a little bit sketchy. But I think this weekend's like a a big telltale sign because I don't think Jeffrey will want Tim to get too confident. You know, like you said last week with the stat that he's never won when Jeffrey's really in the race. If he starts to win when Jeffrey's in the races, he'll start to like his head, his mindset will change. As in, like, yeah, I can do it when he's in here. Is is here? So I don't think he'll want. I think he'll want to stop the bleeding almost, and like almost make a statement this weekend and take, maybe take a win off him, even though it's a very strong track for Tim, which we saw last year. Um, Jeffrey just wasn't willing to to push it in that second moto when it got really rough at Matley. And he just sort of let him go. But I don't think he'll want to do that too many times. This is
1: where I'm at. So it's quite likely, uh, I'd say there's probably a 40 to 50% chance Geyser wins again this weekend, which will be huge. And then next weekend in Majora, actually, I've got a funny story about Majora that I need to remember after this conversation. Uh, next weekend in Majora, it's quite likely that Tim will win again. If Tim wins the first three rounds, I won't, that won't change my mind too much on what I think going forward. But that will put a lot of emphasis on round four. In round four at Os, now actually we need to talk about the calendar changes as well. Forgot about that because I got some insight on that. Because that round four at Osven will be big. Because I'll be like, if this guy's a streak continues into the sand, then holy shit, this is something big.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. I think that. Well, he was strong at Valkenswaard last year as well, so he's no he's no slouch in the sand either. But if he's coming in with confidence and. Like you said, if he wins the first three, did you say? Yeah, there's three, three before we go to us. If he can reel off them three and then he's strong in the sand and confident going in, it's like starting to snowball the wrong way for Jeffrey. I think he wants to get in early and stop the like stop the charge now.
1: I don't think I ever did this with you, actually. Me and James did it. I don't think I ever did it with you. This is not sexual. What, um, <laughs> James, be quiet. <laughs> if you had to break up a pie, like percentages, what percentage are you giving each rider for title chances in MXGP? I
3: was 40-40-20 uh, with Geyser, Hurlins, and then Prado. Did I ask you about this? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I don't think we discussed it now. Oh.
4: But that's, that's where you're at now?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like that before the Makes season. Sense. Just purely because I, I don't know if Jeffrey could make it through the season, but yeah, I still think I'm at that now. Just because Tim's sort of raise the, raise the level a little bit.
1: So last week it was announced that uh, the MXGP calendar has been updated. Probably more changes to come. But sadly, the MXGP of Sweden has been cancelled. And as anyone knows, I'm big on Sweden. So that's sad. And also Latvia has been delayed. And if anyone knows those two events, I'm basically on the tourism board. So that's a shame. Um, Sweden was cancelled because they're only allowed 4,000 fans. And they have to be seated. <laughs> so they were going to have to put seats, 4,000 chairs around the track to seat the 4,000 fans. And obviously that just wasn't,
2: wasn't going to happen. Which is basically a quarry.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it just wasn't going to happen. Like, I imagine like, the little chairs that you have in school, like the little single chairs, they were just going to have to drop those around. And so it was just never going to happen. Because uh, for Udavala, they need 8,000 to 9,000 fans to make it work, logistically and financially. So 4,000, it's just a no-go. So that's why that one got cancelled. Uh, Latvia has been delayed until August by a month because uh, COVID is quite bad in Latvia at the moment, I hear. So, But we'll be good. We'll be good to go there in um, August. And there was a third change. Oh, the French GP is now at La Capel. Uh La Capelle has never, or well, not hosted a GP recently, but it does do a pre-season international in February every year like Hawkstone, like uh, Manta the Starcross used to be. So it's known to GP riders. It's just a proper old school, stereotypical French track. So those are the three changes to the MXGP calendar. And also next week, Majora. We've played the fun game of Will Lewis or Won't Lewis Get to Russia. Now the fun game of Will Lewis or Won't Lewis Get to Majora. It's been announced for anyone... Who has been anyone from the UK has to quarantine for five days when they arrive in Italy. So we will see how that goes. I'm gonna go and just basically argue the toss. Um (laughs) That's your plan.
3: Yeah, that is literally my plan. I've got no other I feel I have no backup. That is my plan. (laughs) When are you going?
1: Uh next Thursday or Friday. I haven't well, the problem is now they've announced this, they've canceled Basically, they've cancelled all flights from the UK to Italy because they're like, well, no one's going to be going. And then there's little old me over here with my suitcase going, oh, I want to go to Italy though. And I don't know how I'm getting there either. So it looks like I'm going to have to... I found a flight from London to Istanbul to Italy. <laughs> that's the one flight I've found so far. Uh,
2: Just drive. So, but... so that's what you're going with?
1: No, I don't know what... I, I'm, I'm considering driving... The one thing I need to look into is I'm think because Venice is still like Venice. There's always going to be flights to Venice, isn't there? So I'm gonna I haven't looked how far away Venice is from Bajora, but I need to look at that because I reckon there might be an English flight from somewhere in the country to Venice, just because it's Venice. But fun and games. So that's going to be a fun. I meant to come up with a little like theme tune to that because that's going to probably be a regular thing this year of will or will or won't Lewis make it. Good thing is I think I'm going to make it to Matley. It's an hour from my house, so you hope right. Well, yeah, um, there is that, but it should be fine. It should be fine. Actually, interesting on the Italy thing, it's not just British people. If you've been in England in the last 14 days, you have to isolate for five days on arrival in
4: Italy. So that's, that's everyone in the GP paddock. Yeah, how's that going to work? Well, everyone's just going to have to argue the toss. It's,
3: it's 200 miles from Majora to Venice.
4: I can do that.
1: I think I've done bit longer than that to a GP in Italy before. I might have to do that. Okay, that's now Plan B. That's now the, that's the book Along with Kyle Webster, that's the bookie's favourite for me going to Assura. <laughs> but no, uh, how you you say, James? How's that going to work? It doesn't apply if you are travelling by road, because. <laughs> Covid, Covid COVID likes the luxuries in life. Yeah, Covid cannot be asked with a road trip from England to Italy.
2: (laughs) Oh, brilliant! Okay, so does that mean you have to remain in your car for like twenty four hours?
1: No, just it just. There's no rules. If you're going, if you're if you if you're from Britain or you've been in Britain and you're going to Italy, if you're driving, there's no rules. They can't do anything. It's actually on the Italian government website. So there we go. But. Just to add to another chapter to this, so I did look at renting a car in uh, Switzerland and driving it to Italy, seven grand. So that's not happening.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Yes.
1: Um, anyway, just fun, fun and games. Good fun times. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Leah. Ask why is anything? Uh, you people send in questions, we answer them. That's how this little thingy magic works and as always this segment is presented by liat liat protecting riders from head to toe check out liat.com for more known for producing the world's most effective neck braces liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe no no matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point or the all new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology that comes with free bulletproof velocity goggles liat has you covered Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on Liat.com. Very simple, very nice and simple. Ask Vice Anything Time. So, uh, I'm trying to stick this to like 10 questions each week. Although I now realise I only picked out eight, so maybe I'm not. Um, okay, I'm not doing that. Um, question number one. Schwickster 420. Everybody's saying that this is a new hurlings we're seeing. Do people forget that you approach the season with the same mentality last year? He even said it after the 2020 Matley GP. Although he had a massive championship
4: leave when he got injured, he only went 1-1 once. Uh, who wants to take this? Uh, Tom, you go. So, I don't know. I don't know if it is a, a different Jeffrey or not. There's not a lot of
3: um, evidence to go off, is there? Because he, he left m- quite early last year in the
4: season. Um, I, think, I think we just need more of a sample size. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's. He's definitely. Is I think he's definitely lost the the outright like.
3: Like, absolute speed above everybody else. You know, like the, the all of a sudden he's going three seconds a lap faster than everyone. There hasn't been a lot of that recently. But whether that's just him, calming down and and doing like I said, like looking at the championship, or whether it's just a, a case of Tim getting a little bit stronger.
2: Uh. I'm not sure. I think I think we need to see more. I think, um, Lewis, you alluded to the point last year that yeah, he did go into the the season different to previous, and uh, but it was a freak accident which got him injured.
1: It's all been freak accidents. I'm not going to go on about it again because I've said it a million times. They've all been freak accidents. So, so he, he was he was doing this. Yeah, he was doing this, and it was out of his control. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can argue, you can argue to death what is and isn't in in your control, but no, it for the most part, no, it wasn't like a well, there's Jeffrey bloody going balls out, and uh, what do you expect? It was Jeffrey bloody rolling on a slow lap. I I think this has been Jeffrey's goal for like the last five years. To be honest, I think it's always been got to get through the season healthy, got to get through the season healthy. I'm not sure if you believe in like voodoo stuff or anything like that. But little please fun please little. go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear where this is going. <laughs> fun, fun little facts. And if, like, if, 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 if this is a big plan. I don't know if I said this last week, actually. The last time that Geyser won two world titles in a row, 2015 and 2016, he got injured the following year. And the last time that Hurlings lost two world titles in a row, he won the following year. And we're at that stage now. Hurlings has lost two titles in a row, and Hurlings has won two and no, row. has what did I say? Geiser has won two in a row, and Hurlings has lost two in a row. So we're at that stage. So maybe do 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 do. Will history repeat itself? Not sure if you believe in that stuff.
3: So you think um, really there sure, could be an injury coming for Tim and wipes him out of the series, and Jeffrey's going to be coming on strong.
1: I don't know. I'm just looking at patterns here and I'm like, that is a pattern. Like, that is a, that, like, we've kind of, these two forces have met and we're in this exact situation. And I don't think it means anything, but I just think that if it happens, then I will probably come on here and yell about the dark forces and like the stars and smoke, like all that stuff. But um,
2: yeah. I, I would <laughs> yeah. actually listen to that because I'd love to know what uh, your life knowledge is outside of Metcross.
1: Oh, I've got nothing. I just said for Stones. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it would be the shortest podcast. I feel, like, I feel like I was quite on point by saying The Stars and my follow-up to that was for Stones.
2: So. You, you would do a readout, uh,
1: like
4: the advertiser readout and you'd be like, and that's it for this week's show.
1: Uh, thanks, Surf, for your question. Appreciate that. At Rakak Thomas, what bike is the biggest advantage? HRC Honda in MXGP, KTM in MX2 or the Star Yamaha in 250 Nationals? Star Yamaha 250 Nationals
3: 100%. Tom, I think it's quite close between the KTM over here and the Star Yamaha and over in America, because it seems to be whoever gets on a KTM, a factory KTM in MX2 over here, they just automatically like get that bump to the front of the MX2 class, and it seems to be similar in America with the Star Yamaha. Like they've pulled the 265 KTM
4: engines, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I mean they pulled
3: <laughs> KTM pulled Vial out of nowhere and made him into a world champion and it's just it's it's phenomenal what they did really so that's a massive jump and so the same with the Star Yamahas over in America they're sort of they just you see it on some starts and they, they could be one through five and you just think yeah that engine must be so strong in comparison to everyone else over there uh,
4: James um, what was the question again, Lewis? I think we'll move on on that
1: point. Thanks. <laughs> or do you want to answer it?
2: No, that's fine. Okay, brilliant.
1: <laughs> at Phil White 192 did anyone expect TC222 to have such good pace? Contender for a 10th title.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, you can go first. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, no, yeah.
2: actually no, yeah,
3: you can go first. No, I didn't. Like, I didn't expect that at all. I expected... Uh, well it was it was all lining up for to be same as like seasons past of him coming in injured, coming in slow or like not slow, but I mean like a slower start than where he should be healthy, and then it was like oh, a week before he's injured, he's hurt his hand, and it was like, oh it's setting up, and then all of a sudden he comes out guns blazing and like clears off in the first motor and has to be run down, so it was like oh, uh, he's obviously not holding anything back, and he's that injury that He's just to stay into his hand or whatever, it can't be too severe. So no, I didn't expect I didn't expect that at all.
1: This is the biggest part of the question though. Contender for a tenth title. It's a yes or no question. What uh, what
4: side of the fence are you on? I'm on the no. James, what side of the fence?
2: Looking at it now with how strong the field is, uh where Geyser is, you just you don't want to rule him out, but it's just Favorite some of the others at the moment. If he can, it's just... a yes or no question? Uh, no, I'm on. I'm on the yes side. I, I genuinely like Russia has changed my. Of course
1: you are. I'm. I genuinely. Russia has completely transformed my. Like maybe there's a chance. I'm not saying that I'd give him more than a 10 percent chance with everyone healthy, but I can kind of see how this could maybe work out. Maybe. I mean, he's
4: already lost a moto's worth of points, and we've only had two. So that's not ideal, but I wouldn't rule it out. I don't know.
1: Russia really like that was the biggest thing I took from Russia. It really did something to me where I was like,
4: "Hmm, like maybe, maybe like just maybe."
3: But I just don't know if he's still got the raw
4: speed. But I don't know if he needs it. Fe, uh, looking, I've looking looking at a lap chart. Fevra come from sixth on the first lap, and he still ran him down. But then okay who would you who would you put more who would you put down as a bigger title threat or crowley
3: Can I say the same <laughs> No I think mm, they're, no. they're both <laughs> they're both outsiders in my opinion I don't think the title's going to come from either one of them I, I still don't, I don't mean, know I I, to me they're the same because one's so fast and so inconsistent and one's like just steady aware, like going to be there every week sort of thing.
4: I don't, this is
1: probably the most like interesting thing because I don't know. Like I just don't know. I don't know. And there's a real part of me, that I just don't know. And there's a real thing in like my pit of my stomach that's kind of saying like maybe there's a chance. And also there's Prado who once again, no one has ever mentioned at all.
2: <laughs> Apart from me. <laughs> Big Prado fan here. Prado. I feel like we need
1: to do a Prado podcast soon, just like, I don't know what's happened. Anyway, Henk Jan-Lewis. Will there Ooh, be a British rider... Dutch no, Lewis? No, no. Will there be a British <laughs> rider on the podium at Mataly Basin in MXGP or MX2 this weekend? Uh, James?
2: You don't have to answer this one, Tom, because it's actually Lewis who sends in these questions
4: and he's just cleverly put his name as a Dutch name. <laughs> okay, brilliant. We've done that. What was the, what was the question, Lewis? When you said Henk,
2: I just switched off because like, it's just... You.
1: Will there be a British rider on the podium in MXGP or MX2 this weekend? Yeah, Ben Watson. No, like no, 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 no. Because you've bet 50 quid against that. You can't now start saying that. You've bet 50 quid against him getting the podium I can do whatever the
2: fuck I want, Lewis. Uh, uh, no I'm point. a grown man.
1: You are, you are, a, you are a Ben. Ben... Ben
2: Basher. Hey, We're on the was I? wagon. How close was I to uh, AC getting a 1-1? Oh, so close. I, that's <laughs> coming up, but <laughs> obviously this is an excuse to play this.
1: All aboard. Just listen in. Chugga. Chugga. I think I prefer this to the other one.
4: Chugga, chugga. Chugga, chugga. Chugga, chugga. Just really like, it's quite chugga, chugga. pleasant. And it's got a little clap train. at the end. Ready? All
1: aboard, all aboard. It's really just fan, Like fans can get involved in that one at the end because it really just calls for everyone to get involved with a little clap. I don't want to accept... Okay, well, you think Ben's going to get on the podium this weekend and if he does, you owe me 50 quid. So, there's that. Hey,
2: uh, if, Tom? Ben gets on the, uh, if Ben gets on the podium this week, I'll happily pay you 50 quid. Tom?
3: Yeah, there's, uh, I think that's the only option. Uh, Conrad's, Conrad's our, our other option in MX2, I suppose. Um obviously he didn't ride in Russia, obviously with an illness, so I'm not sure. It's still like, it's like he's opening round, isn't it? So whether it'll be, take some time to adjust, but he's also had some strong showings
4: there in the past. So, uh, I think, I think I'm 50-50 actually. I've talked myself into it. I
3: think it's either coming from Conrad or Ben. Yeah, I don't know who's more likely to get as a, a British podium. Well,
1: well, it's almost as if you've read my mind because Sammy B307 in the next question says who's more likely to podium at Matterly? Conrad Muse or Ben Watson.
4: So you can continue talking now.
3: I'm 50-50. <laughs> I feel like it's it's Conrad's very good there. Um and like I said it's his opening round so there might be a little bit of time to adjust. Whereas Ben's obviously had a very poor First round, so he's got something to prove. Being a home track, he'll not want to let like the home fans down. Um, yeah, I don't know.
4: Or uh, me,
1: he won't want to let me down. Or the Watson, I'll be he won't let. He won't want With to let my, the, the Watson
3: wagon down. So, are we allowing James in the in the guest carriage for the Watson wagon?
1: No, not at all. He's bet. He's oh, okay. bet again. Not only is he not jumped on, he's, he's bet he's against a, it. He's a believer
3: uh, for this weekend. He's a believer.
1: He's Tom, just seen what a good thing
2: we have going on and wants to get involved. Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh what you probably weren't aware of was uh sometime in 2017 18 Lewis fell off the wagon. I um I was, was carrying the, endowed, the wagon on endowed my endowed. own. I was no. sat I was sat eating chicken nuggets with Ben and his family in McDonald's while Lewis was sat in the truck just in, what year, like, what just year, off was the wagon. 2016 when he no, got was hurt, 20,
1: when he um, injured his foot. Yeah. When he did the foot. Yeah, I was quite worried when he did his foot.
3: That was a long way out. That was a long time off. That it was uh, we we're just resetting.
2: So, uh, you know, he, yeah. L- the thing is, is Lewis just is a glory boy. He's like the Man United fan of <laughs> motocross. So basically, whoever's winning, uh, Lewis is a fan of. He's he's not there for the rough rides. Well, I just uh, I was calling.
1: I called his GP win last year. I've been there. I've been there. Anyway, Greeno fifty six. <laughs> if I want to turn up on the day at Matley, will I get in? No, you will not. I believe it's sold out. Unless something changes and they start selling tickets on the gate, you will not. Do not bother. Unless I'm wrong. I don't think I am. James, you'd know more about this. I think you can do anything for 50 quid. Okay. At Braden underscore 212, what current MX2 rider could you see being the most successful in the Pro Motocross series? Just to make this more interesting, because obviously we're all going to say Vial, I'm going to add to Braden's question and remove
3: owl from the list of options. Uh, you can go first, Tom. So current MX2 riders who do best in MXGP?
4: Yeah. Uh, no, in Pro Motocross. Um, in, in the USA? Yeah, on a 250 still. Because uh, are we factoring in Supercross as well? No, just Pro Motocross. And Viao is not an option. I think beaten, beaten a, could be there. I, I didn't even cross yeah, my mind.
3: The experience, he's not, he's not bothered about moving to the other side of the world.
4: Uh, he's got good speed. He's strong. Yeah, I think yeah, beaten. Fuck, that's a good answer. That's compl-
1: That's changed my mind. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say Mustay because I was just thinking like techie, loamy, ripped tracks like. That probably. And Moose Dyke's still young, but no, I
4: much prefer your beaten answer, so I'm could going we to not beat say it as well. James? Go on. Sorry, I was going to say Renault. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, what were you going to say? I was
3: going to say, could we not say Wilson Todd? Because he's, we've got some sort of uh, stuff to go off when he was there before. The results to go off.
1: But a side note, I really don't like the shot gear that Dixon's team are wearing. The, the blue and red stuff. On a Kawasaki, it's a no-no from me. It uh, uh, Just doesn't look right. The colors and the bike just don't. It just doesn't match. You need some nice pastel green and white gear on a Kawasaki, or some gr- green and grey. Just a
4: side note. I, but no, I,
3: was, I think I'd
4: go beaten still. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. uh, well. W- I'm sure Wilson Todd
3: did, was he top ten at Hangtown when he filmed when he filled in. He filled I in on. I think the he was eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
3: uh, yeah, why he it got to ride over here, because I think that
1: kind
2: of put him on the radar.
3: Yeah, I still think Bean could
1: be better than that, then. Yeah,
3: I think so as well. Uh,
1: did you answer, James?
2: Yeah, I said Renault. I think just... Uh, oh, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> We yeah, he, just no. scooted over
1: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just think, um, like, just Dylan Ferrandis, how well he's uh, applied himself over in America, I think someone like Renault, um, I think, would, would, you know, follow that same um, path. They've had quite similar careers Not just so because far. he's French, but... Yeah, I think I think there's just some similarities as well with the way
4: that they ride.
1: Who similarity with who? I wasn't listening. Ferrandis. Oh, okay. Renault and Ferrandis similarities. Yeah,
4: like they're yeah, not they're
3: just really, they're, they're not they're really quite... the top top level rider, as in like you've got your Vial at the top of the class, and Ferrandis had Jeffrey at the top of the class, and he's sort of always there, maybe steal a motor win here and there, which he has so far. Um, it's similar to what Ferandis did before he left.
1: So I was thinking similarities in the way of style,
4: to be fair. Oh, all right. I no, I, I never looked at that. No.
2: Yeah, I think, I think someone like that, just who's just kind of like a little bit under the radar, um, I think could go over there with the right people around him and do very well. Hmm. And also, even as pro motocross, he's easily probably the most suited to go in Supercross as well. Okay. So it's a little added extra there.
4: Final question,
1: Sammy B 307 again, he snuck in twice Pick Team GB for the MXON now, assuming all are healthy and can travel. Premature, I know. Now it says assuming all, he- all are healthy, but Wilson isn't healthy, and we know that, and he's not going to be healthy by the time the Nations comes around, so I think we can take that into consideration. Wilson's got Epstein-Barr, if, in case you're wondering, and I'm also wondering if I've got
2: Epstein-Barr so I'm trying to figure that out. Anyway, James, go. I wasn't even listening. Pick Team GB for the MXLN now, assuming all the health... Oh, sorry, yeah. Conrad, MX2, Ben, MX1, and then um, open... Mm. It's going to be... Well, Max, just... If someone can get a KTM and spray it yellow. Uh, then,
4: uh, outside of that, uh oh, Jesus. It's so you, you Sterry, you've got Max Simpson. Max, Sterry,
2: Simpson um Max Wilson, Seri, Simpson, Nathan. So yeah, whoever's in the most format of those side. But I think Conrad and Ben are t- have cemented their place already, um, right now. And it's just gonna be between the other four or five who's in form.
1: I would go Conrad, I'd go Ben Conrad, and then I would go Max, as long as someone can give him a Suzuki over here, which I don't even know is possible because Mantova, i think he'll be all right right now on a suzuki it's not like a power track is it do
3: they still make um, them over here
1: tom no that would that would be my seat. it's yeah.
2: a it's a it's a 2016 oh. 450 with new graphics
1: hold on <laughs> i meant to say this on the podcast last week i meant to make this into a segment and i completely forgot right hold on social media fail of the week this was going to be a segment and i completely forgot it might be from now on Ready? Social media fail of since the social media fail of we.
4: Oh my <laughs> god! <was>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? When did Suzuki? Oh, here it is. Right. So I. So off of MX Vice's account, I tweeted the 2022 Suzuki models because they were announced on the 10th of June. On Track Off Road, Adam Wheeler's uh, free publication, uh, monthly publication, with columns from Lewis Phillips in there, they're great. He retweeted that from On Track Off Road and put, they are still making them? Like, kind of making a similar joke to what we've just made. And Suzuki replied to his tweet saying, they are still making them? With the social media fail of the week... Suzuki, Suzuki, at Suzuki Bikes UK replied to that with, yeah, still knocking them out, they do alright too with a link <laughs> to, a, to an article that says Suzuki RMZ 450 wins arena cross champion tw- wins 2020 arena cross championship <laughs> and I just read that and I just wanted to do like a slow clap, like well done <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm sure KTM, Husqvarna Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha Beta absolutely they're all very of it right now. <laughs> like they're all very jealous of your 2020 Arena Cross
4: Championship. Was there even, like, was there even I really a had a laugh at that.
1: Yeah, there must have been. Uh, yeah, I guess there would have oh, been. I guess it would have been, uh, I guess it'd be been the 20, January, was it February. the 2019, 2020, yeah. Yeah, 24th of February, 2020. It just uh, sneak okay. in. I just laugh that that was like their boast. Check us out. It's like... <laughs> Like, you don't really, like, okay, you, you okay like, ish on the right track, but not very great. So that's the social media fail of the week. And then a fan replied to that with, nice kickstart. <laughs> 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 so that whole thing just didn't work out well for Suzuki. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's this week's social media fail of the week. I need to keep an eye out, because that could be fun going forward. <laughs> I
4: like that. Although like there, may be,
1: there may be a lot of
2: Yago Gertz on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like God. that section. I approve. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so that is the social media fail of the week. Very, very very fun. Um, and also, not only is that the social media fail of the week, that is also the end of Liat Ask Twice Anything. Uh, once again, known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology, as well as free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off road gear on liat.com. They even have enduro jackets. Everything you could want over at Liat. I really want to do more social media fails of the week. So I'm look, um, looking forward to that. Trying to think, should we go to an advert or is there something else we should talk about?
4: I mean, uh, let's do again, an advert. We, I
2: can go to the little boy's room.
1: Okay. Well, that is the end of part two then. Uh, <laughs> once again, part two was presented by Technical Touch. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world, the KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension, like Jeremy Sewer and V Ben Watson, and close to home too. Visit technical-touch.com/kyb-authorized-dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. And once again, thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour, and Blenzel Oils. That's a wrap on part two. We'll be back shortly with the head-to-head. Armour, you smarter than the m- b- b- birth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Can You talk like Lewis. <laughs> and, Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes. See you in a bit. You
0: are listening to the MX Vice Show. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
1: Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAT continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAT bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAT has you covered. Shop LIAT's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com.
2: For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label Racing Caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at
0: Blenzel on Instagram. The, the MX Vice Show. Show.
1: Welcome back to episode number seventy-three of the MX Vice Show podcast. Seventy-three. I've already put some thought actually into one hundred, and like feel like that should something should happen for that. Probably won't. Will James still be here? Who knows. That probably will be the reward if we make it to one hundred. This is part three of the MXY show, and that is presented by Prox Performance Parts. Prox Performance Parts supply (laughs) genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox Parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. We talk about maybe Nathan Watson would be a good solution for the HRC filling option, but he's got Prox racing parts on his Honda anyway, so he's basically factory. That's kind of how it works. As I've said many times, you're not factory, you need Prox. Simple. No matter where you are in the world or what you're racing. James, are you enjoying the podcast?
2: Loving it. Tom,
1: Absolutely are you enjoying the podcast?
2: Yeah, good time. All right, that's, that wasn't, there
3: wasn't
1: <laughs> much, as much energy as I was hoping for from either of you there, but fair enough. Right. Uh... Bombshell time! Does anyone have a bombshell? <laughs> I've
4: realized uh, I just completely that. Yeah, well, I'm guessing
2: uh, well, I don't know, can we can we ste- I'm guessing we can't say the bombshell, can we? Because it's not been
1: Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Literally. Uh, Hitachi's replacement. Oh yeah, no, well, they've got a replacement. But right? That's a bit of a weak bombshell, and to be fair, it's probably not that exciting.
2: Oh, I think it is.
4: Oh.
1: Uh, Well, this is a bit of a slow start to the Planet Moto bombshell. (laughs) While you think of a bombshell, let me tell you that escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. Uh, More success for the Planet Moto Academy over the weekend. So, something worth looking into for 2022. And also, the 2022 holiday dates are now out. So visit planetmoto.co and also... Head to the Planet Moto Holidays social media channels because all of the dates and uh, whatnot are now
4: available for booking. So who would want to miss out on that? Not me, that's for sure. Bombshell of the week, anyone? I'm trying to think myself. Uh, Max Nagel's back. Bombshell, boom. We never really went anywhere.
2: Mm. Okay, just fuck that one up as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get in touch with Max Nagel for a career podcast, but he doesn't like replying to messages. (laughs) <laughs> wow. which is annoying. Um, here's a Planet Motor bombshell. Well, it's not really a bombshell, but at the moment, we're struggling for anything. So
4: <laughs> Clutching at
3: straws
2: at <laughs> the moment. We are really struggling.
1: Right, let right. me just play this quickly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is Poor just... Guy. Honestly, seriously, anyone who's listened to that in their car is going to need fucking therapy.
1: Sean Simpson, uh, a Planet Moto Holidays ambassador uh, had his bike stolen at the weekend from VMX Nationals UK Series. So he's without a practice bike right now. And obviously that was quite uh, blinged up with uh, to make it similar to his race bike. So he is one bike short at the moment. So if you're in the UK or anywhere in the world and you spot anything, uh, let us know and we'll pass it on to Sean. Not much of a bombshell, but it was a bit of a bombshell on the weekend. His Facebook post had 1,800 shares. So if that's not a bombshell, I don't know what is. Here's a bombshell. No, I, I think I haven't got anything to be honest. There's not much energy around the bombshell this week. I don't know if it's no, you've on too. Not a lot has happened. I'm trying to think. Even the high point wasn't. I'll
2: tell you. You know what? I think we might be moving what, on. I tell you what. What about Cyril Gino? Little comeback ride first time on a 450 and podiumed. Oh, I'll tell you what. This is a real bombshell. Oh, fuck's sake.
1: Poor guy, James Burfield checks the Arnhem ONK results. <laughs> <Frick>. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shock! Man, I did not see that coming. Well done, so well done,
2: James. That's. I tell you what, he would be a bad rider as well on the uh, four hundred and fifty Honda.
1: You know what? He wouldn't. He actually wouldn't. I mean, it probably wouldn't happen because he's a bit too much of a nobody. But it probably wouldn't be a good shout. That no, would be probably a would show. be a good shout. Yeah, like at least worth looking at.
2: Yeah, like, hundred percent.
1: Could Tonus get off Hossett? Like, I don't think anyone, like, you'd nah. say maybe... Nah,
2: like, they're a that's, that's big no-no. Never going to yeah. happen.
1: Like, I think Vlanderin's too linked in with Gebern. I think Tonus is too linked in with Hossettler. I, like, I don't think there's anyone from other manufacturers who can make the jump. Right, swiftly moving on then, maybe. <laughs> you know what? The bombshell of the week is also the social media fail of the week because that was quite definitely my highlight of this show. You know what? To pick, it, pick up the energy from that quiet point, uh, let's do armour you smarter than a birth as soon as I realised that for some reason I deleted the read which is a bit of an issue for the
2: host <laughs> what a prick you're not oh, having a very what? good day are you where, I mean you ripped the I... piss out of me about my performance on the podcast you've not even said one advertisement se- segment correct you. Jason Thomas is going to be on the phone going what the fuck you've well, I would like to ruined our rayon technology
1: well while I find the uh, armour a read, I would like to remind you that Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix, Armour, and Blentil Oils are bringing you the MXY Show as always. Thanks to those guys. Um, if you're going to Matt this week, you will see the Hitachi riders in Fly Racing gear, the FNH riders in Liat gear. You'll see many riders who spent the winter at Planet Moto Holidays. You'll see many riders, uh, Honda SR, FNH, and others using Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch KYB. You'll see that on the Yamaha factory bikes, even Strokes. You'll probably see James wandering around. MXGP TV. If you're not there, you'll be watching it on MXGP TV. Backyard Design UK. I'd imagine Tommy will be there uh, bombing around, doing a vlog. You'll see him. Asterix Knee Braces. You don't see them, but Tim Geiser wears them. Armor. Conrad News. he uses armor. Blends of oils, not on an MXGP bike, but they should be because they're making a big push. Coming back. Jesus. That
4: was <laughs> intense.
1: <laughs> Have you been drinking Monster again? No, I just felt like I needed to... Go, you, I felt like I needed to... It turns Spice out that up. if I'm not reading from a script, you're
4: I can actually do quite a good... <laughs>
1: yeah, I can do a really good like, off, off-hand um, sponsor thing. Yeah. Anyway, armor, you smarter than a birth? It's a question that's been asked many times, and we're going to finally find out. Is someone Armour... You smarter than a birth, which doesn't even, isn't really English, but uh, we're just going to go with it. <laughs> this is Armour You Smarter Than a Birth. Armour is an action and adventure lifestyle driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognized a void in the marketplace and created a complete line of nutritional supplements formulated, especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realize their maximum potential. Armour's products were developed and tested in real-world conditions by an all-star team of athlete owners that includes Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, and Nick Way. Armour Sport is now available in Europe, and we will be sharing that link with the show on social media this week so you can get armour. Leave nothing on the table? Choose armour! This is Armour You's Father at the Birth. It's a game, it's got an intro song. It's a game, it's got an intro song. That's how this works. Right, five questions. James, normally you need four points to win. This time, it's just who gets the highest score out of you two, which actually means I do need to actually keep score, which I've just (laughs) realised. Right, five questions. Pressure. It is a Matterly Basin special. Basin. Basin special. All Matterly questions, all the time. Whoever has the highest score after five questions wins. Armor, you smarter than a birth. If it's a tie, we will go to sudden death. Are you ready, everyone? Yes, let's go. How we, um, we answer? because again? there's two people. Uh, James will answer first, and then you
2: will answer, because okay. I feel like
1: there's more chance of James stealing your answers and you stealing James. <laughs> I will answer
2: incorrectly <laughs> first, Tom, and then you can answer correctly. That's um, how this game
0: works. I'll try.
1: Also, now that there is actually someone else on the game, no longer can you have, like, five minutes to answer one question, James, so there will be a time limit <sighs> oh. of... Fifteen seconds for each. For fifteen seconds for the first four oh, questions. God.
2: Thirty seconds for the final. It sounds question. complicated already. Are we ready, everyone? Yeah, born ready.
1: Right. Hold on. Let me just set up my timer for fifteen seconds. Question one. Answers will be required in fifteen seconds. Who finished higher in the two thousand and six Motocross of Nations at Mataly Basin, Germany, Estonia, or South Africa? You have fifteen seconds.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go Estonia.
1: No, 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 You have 15 seconds. Okay, if you want to ask,
2: if you want to ask, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go Estonia. Okay,
1: uh, Estonia has been what lost. What are the options? Tom,
4: Germany, Germany. Estonia, South Africa. Germany. Uh, you're both wrong. It was South Africa. <laughs> so what
3: know. are the chances? There were three <laughs> options. Two got picked. Who would it have been? Rastra and who else?
1: Well, uh, please hold. <laughs> Had this up last night, not today. Uh, It was Rattray. No, it wasn't Rattray, I don't think. Or was it? Wyatt Avis. I remember he was on the team. Um, Ever heard of Wyatt Avis, James? Yeah, I know Wyatt Avis. Yep. Oh, good rider. Oh, Oh,
4: wow. I believe Swanepoel. I'm just getting it up now for you. Germany, um, right. South Africa was seventh, uh, just
1: behind Great Britain, with Tyler Rattray, Neville Bradshaw, and Wyatt Avis. Estonia were ninth. And Germany were 13th with Max Nagel, Dennis Schrotter, and Manuel Cittararo. Where are they now? Who knows? But they took Germany to a 13th. It's nil-nil. We're heading into question two. That was fast. Who won in MX1 and MX2? Who won in MX1 and MX2 where Mattelie Bazin was used for the first time? You need both for the point. Ooh.
2: Uh okay, I'm gonna go uh, Stefan Everts MX one and I am gonna go
4: shit. Uh I'm gonna go Christophe Porcel, MX two. That's I'm, incorrect. I'm going Everts Kyrole.
3: Oh close. It was Everts, you both had that right, and David Philippart. Ugh.
1: You know what? James, maybe I do make these questions too hard for you (laughs) because (laughs) Tom is a smart person and if Tom wasn't here, you would be getting these questions alone and just dying out here. (laughs) Maybe I've been too harsh for you. (sighs) I have been
2: saying this. like Obviously, Lewis, uh, some of us do other things outside of motocross 24-7. So that's where we come a little bit unstuck. Question three in the
1: Matterley Basin special of Armour You Smarter Than a Birth. At the Motocross of Nations in
4: 2006, held at Mataly Basin, who joined Christophe and Sebastian Porcel on Team France? Uh, I am going to go paul Ann.
2: <laughs> Little 13-year-old
1: Paul-Anne jumping on 250. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> no easy. Paul Lam. no Paul Lam wasn't 13 he was probably like 15 16 no maybe actually maybe he was hold on uh, Tom your answer while um, I look up what year Paul Lamb
2: was used oh. ah. Pichon just to help you out Tom it's not Paul Lamb. no no Paul Lamb was born in
1: 1990 so at the, the Motor Stations in 2006 he was 16 so
2: yeah, easy he's kicking ass huh? it, okay what did I you say said, I Tom? said Pichon Pichon
1: it's not a bad shout, because he did start 2006 yeah. with Red Bull KTM, but he also dipped out halfway through the year with a virus. So it was another KTM rider, Yves Demario.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this,
3: this,
4: these questions are as <laughs> shit as this game.
3: You've gone hard. Do you because, agree, Tom? Yeah, you've gone hard. I'm not yeah, blah, blah, it's usually, just ridiculous. Usually when I listen, okay, I can get, get a easier. couple, and then
2: these are, these are solid. Yeah. Right, this is very easy. This is very easy. Oh, he does this. He does this. Top no, this cover. is
1: very easy. MXGP returned
4: to Mataly Bazin in 2011. Who won the MX2 overall on that day? Um, on that day, 2011, I'm going to say... Uh, Tommy Searle, Tom? Roxon. Oh, Roxon was correct. We
1: finally got some movement on the leaderboard. It's one 0 Tom. Wow. Heading into your final, all-important question.
3: All we did there was work out who won the title that year and go with it. <laughs> but, yeah, see, I told you, easy. Because once you realise Roxon won ever, the two thousand and eleven title, Jeffrey or Roxon, pretty much the whole year won it. So.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was. Um, sorry, James, but you're only 1 0 down. I'll tell you what, James, the bookies had you down as a 5 0 loss. So, yeah, so we're <laughs> all right.
2: So you've got to look at the positives. Look at the positives. Right.
1: Final question with the countdown music. Yep. 30 seconds. I don't need your answer until 30 seconds is completed. List all nine of the riders who were on the 2017 Motocross of Nations podium. I will give the point to whoever. No. Nah, no, you need to...
4: Uh,
1: oh, seven I was going to say... I'll give them, no, okay. 2017. I said 2017. Oh, okay. On the podium. List all nine of the... Yeah. Who are on the 2017 Motocross of Nations podium. Whoever gets the most riders gets for point. Uh, you have 30 seconds to work this out. So, go. Get to work. Okay. Go. Get to work.
2: Okay. okay.
1: Fun game. Fun game, this. Um, even more surprising little fact for everyone listening. Uh, when I was working out the first question of who finished higher in the 2006 Motocross of Nations, the Netherlands didn't even qualify. So how far did they come from 2006 to now, where they're kicking ass? Good for them. Maybe they took some armour. Maybe that was the reason for their sudden spurt and success. James, your answers, please.
4: <laughs> I've got eight uh, you sure that seconds were, you were wait James you were there yeah yeah Tom you were there yeah yeah I was yeah I was on the front row on the fence okay just yep right there we
1: go so you're both there right James list your riders
2: uh, I'm gonna go
4: Anstey, Cyril, Wilson Paulan, Fevre and uh, this is our left field no Barsha... Um... <laughs> fuck. Barsha, Osborne, Webb. <laughs> um...
2: It, it was going quite well. Until uh, I got, got to America, which did podium, I guess. No,
1: um... Anstey, Sell Wilson was correct. Uh, paul Ann and Fevra was correct. Oh, hold on. I just realised I'm giving answers away. I've got... No, I, do you want me to read mine now?
3: I've got eight... Yeah, I can't remember one. Okay, go. Right, I have Anstey, Wilson, uh, Tommy, Fevre, Paulan, and it was Charlie on the Enduro. He pulled him from Enduro, and then yep. Jeffrey and Coldenoff, and I can't remember who was the other third rider. Okay, right, for Netherlands.
4: Um, so that's, that's all
1: correct. So what you said, uh, yeah, so one Tom, Tom's that's the answer, won. and the missing rider was Brian Bogers. There we go. Yeah, uh, but James, back to your answers. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't Musquin; it was Charlie and uh, USA was way off because they weren't even there. No, I mean, they were there. They weren't even on the podium. No,
2: there we go. It was the
1: Netherlands in second. Yeah. So, there's that. So, with a 2-0 loss, again, it's a respectable loss. 2-0 is not a dominant
3: performance. No, by no means. They were very hard, them questions.
4: Yeah, they were really hard. Oh, well, the Yves de Mario one that was
1: <laughs> yeah that was hard that was I meant to add, I meant to in the question I meant to say KTM just to like give you a little extra saying
4: yeah that wouldn't have helped either no <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately James though I've got to tell you I've lost it no,
1: you are now on a fifteen-question streak of no points. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> it's real. That's impressive. <laughs> that is really impressive.
1: Yeah, three weeks in a row without any points. But yeah. we'll, you know, we'll be back next week. We'll grind. We'll put our head down, and we'll, you know, move on. Hey,
2: that's that's what it's all about. You never what give
1: up. Yeah, exactly. Just put your head down. we yeah. will get there. I believe in you. Tom yeah. believes in you. We all believe. I you. believe. Andrew doesn't.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew. Andrew doesn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, quickly moving on Blenzel Performance of the Week For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil Has been the secret choice for many championship winning riders And engine builders From top tuners like Terry Varner And factory level riders like Michael Essie Who won the 2022 Two-Stroke World Championship Actually using Blenzel Nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's Full line of Castor-based two-stroke oil From the original green label Racing Castor To the 455 Ultra Or the Versatile Gold label Blenzel has you covered to learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow Blenzel at Blenzel on Instagram. So, uh, little game we play. Now, predicting the Blenzel performance of the week. Tom obviously wasn't on the show last week. James said Cincerello won one. Close. I said...
2: He
3: was close with that.
1: What did was I say? Savarci top
2: eight. Oh, it was, that, was, that would have been amazing if they pulled that off.
1: I think I said Savarci top you eight did. in both motos. No,
2: yeah, top eight, yeah. Help.
1: Did that happen? I think he did. No.
4: It was close. No, it didn't. Are you sure? Didn't he? Ninth, ninth overall with a... Hold on. My eyes are struggling to line this.
1: Oh! Oh! I said top eight in both motos. He went eight, nine.
2: <sighs> oh! <laughs>
4: I think mine was That's more crushing. impressive. Uh,
1: okay. Um, crushing. Crushing, that is.
4: I've got one this week.
1: So it's 1-0 still, 1-0 host, the co-host. I'm not really sure how the scoring's working, we get but it's 1-0 to me week. still off the back of the rusher.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, James, what's your Blenzel performance of the week? Prediction.: Okay, I'm going I'm to say Herlins comes out firing with a 1-1. Domination.
1: Okay, I'll allow that as a proper prediction. That's, a, that's kind of wild, which is crazy to say, actually. Uh, Tom?
3: Oh, I feel like uh, my gifting one went down very poorly, so I need a I need a good one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought would be top got, three, and
1: he didn't even get free. What the hell happened? He
3: got a bite to the head instead. Um,
4: can we have a Watson bounce back for uh, a top ten? What Ben? Yeah. That's, that's too easy.
3: Too easy. That's okay. too easy. Top. top. Okay. Too
4: easy. Um, We're talking about a podium. Well,
1: you know, as the adjudicator... let me. Think. Oh, hang on. I, mean, uh, uh, I love
3: Watson, we'll, so we'll, right, that we'll, that go, we'll go one, one, one We'll go uh, one of the motos top six. I'll accept yeah, that, I like that.
4: For James. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah that's acceptable. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah, we'll do that.
1: Yeah, okay. I could see Ben having a six, eight day, five, seven day, something like that.
2: I don't know, having that 4,000 crowd uh, or 3,500 uh, Brits. Uh, we will definitely get you a couple of extra places.
4: Well, and Lewis.
2: He's probably got a restraining order on you. <laughs>
4: um, I will go. Here we go. No, I don't believe that will happen. I will go. Cold enough top six overall? Can we have that? No. He was 17 for the first round. It's quite a jump. Jesus Christ.
2: No, you're not having that. Okay. Next. My wild, wild one, but I don't
1: necessarily believe, but it did enter my head, so subconsciously I must be like aware of it.
4: Fever wins a moto. Okay, all right. No, you go without I my I, but I also good. don't believe that's going to happen. So. All right, I'll take Fever wins a moto. So,
1: we have Fever wins a moto, we have Ben Watson top six in a moto, and we have Hurlings, Hurlings 1-1. Those are your Blenzel performance of the week, predicted, Locked in, and once again, for over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varna and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who actually won the 2022 stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of Castor-based Two-Stroke Oil. From the original green label Racing Castor to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. Blenzel are making a big push, especially in America, but that's now seeping over into Europe. So um, keep an eye out for Blenzel; it may just be the key that your program needs. Right, swiftly moving on again. We've done three segments so far in this little part three. It's time
4: for even Strokes presents Zemex Manager Talk. This segment doesn't really have a, a theme
2: to <laughs> 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 or, or a yeah. name. <laughs> uh, Even Strokes presents semix Manager Talk. Fantasy with Even Strokes. 16 grand's worth of prizes and we get fuck all.
1: No, I'm sure. Tr- I, I just don't. It's, it's hard to make this name catchy, but like, Armour You Smarter Than a Birth is marketing genius. Yeah. Even. Even you can win fantasy with the MX Vice Show fantasy talk strokes.
2: Brilliant. This, and this is why I'm pulling my sponsorship for next year. The strokes, the strokes wasn't, didn't make it in there, so it just had to be chucked in. Unbelievable. Right. Quite okay. short so
1: that's decided. That's decided. This is for even you can win fantasy with the fantasy talk on the MX Vice Show strokes segment.
2: That might stick, because that actually is quite I don't memorable. know if you can tell, but you're the only person laughing. Me and Tom
4: are just uh, sat here going, what the fuck? <laughs> I have fun. Right.
1: Also, I meant to cut out. Um, thank you to Darkside and his guests on the Pulp MX wrap-up show last week. They're very nice comments oh, here we about go. me. Oh. I've never been described in such a positive Honestly, light. Honestly,
2: spend a fucking weekend yeah. with him and you'll have a whole new insight into Lewis Phillips. Lewis is like the it darling of European motocross, but literally, ask if anybody wants to ask what Lewis is like, Sean and myself uh, will give you the very unrose tinted glasses version. I'm a delight. You're not a delight. Should we eat here? Right. No. Should we eat here? No. sweet we eat here? <laughs> do they do margarita pizzas? No. No, it's not. Legit. What are you gonna have? Okay, that's, that's a Cheeseburger. A, you know what, James? I eat fish. Sh- I will order a you cheeseburger. Know what, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, James?
1: If that's the worst thing you've got to say about me, I must be a pretty swell guy. Anyway, this is Even You Can Win Fantasy with a fantasy talk on the MX Vice Show Strokes segment. <laughs>
2: Honestly, uh. these prizes aren't going to happen for round three unless you get fucking your, your shit sorted.
1: Right. So, prices are up for Matley Basin. That is sorted. Uh, as always, for this year, the new rule, you cannot pick the same rider two weeks in a row. So that, now you start to see that take effect. And I'm also very proud to announce that has worked. <laughs> because I was quite nervous uploading the results last <laughs> night. I mean, uploading the new picks last night. so First of all, before we get into picks and the best picks, I think we'll go with this. Uh, because I thought this was interesting. So, I can't pick Lupino. However, his price has gone up to 6 million so I don't want him anyway. So I'm happy with that. I can't
4: pick... Well, actually, I've kind of made this confusing because I've already set a team so I can't really... Okay, that's a bad idea. Right.
1: I, okay, I'll tell you this. T- <laughs> loose, <laughs> loose program on the even- you can win Lewis. Fantasy. <laughs> Loose program. No, it's because I was going through the riders who I can't pick, but then I've already signed some riders, so like I can't. i my list is already a bit different. So provisionally, I've selected for Matildi Basin an all four fifty team of Ben Watson, Glenn Koldenoff, Henry Jacoby, and Peter Petrov, and I feel like that's pretty solid. Tom, what
3: stands out to I've, you? I've uh, currently got what Ben Watson, Harry Kulas, and Eva Monticelli on my four fifties. And then I've got Isaac gifting on my 250s for a complete budget. I have uh, zero left to spend after that.
4: So I've rounded it up nicely. Gifton's... How cheap is Gifting? He's 3 million. Um, wow. And wait, who was your other 450 riders beside uh, Ben? Harry Kulas and Evo Monticelli. Oh,
1: okay,
3: yeah, Monticelli isn't as cheap as you'd think. He's 2.4 um, I, million. I, had to I fought with myself a little bit on that one. last is 1.8 million.
1: Who can't you pick after uh, Russia? Yeah, it's kind of difficult <laughs> to figure out once you've already set a
4: team. James, your picks for MX Manager? Well, at the moment, I have... Ashton Dickinson. One point, How much? 1.4 is he? million, MX2.
1: Okay, I made him 1.4 because he's going to get... He could get one to four
2: points, I guess. I think he'll get more than that. I think he'll probably go... Uh, I think he'll go something like 13... 12, 13 overall.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. That is your Moto bombshell of the week. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available and their 2022 dates are now out. Act fast, get in while you can. Visit planetmoto.co, visit them on social media and lock in your 2022 winter break. Holy shit, you think Ashton
2: Dickinson's going to get 12th overall? 12th. I'm gonna, I reckon he's going to go 12 13. That precise. Uh, I almost want pre- to press the button again. Okay. Uh, MXGP rider, Ben Watson 2.8, Henry Jacobi 1.2. And Sean Simpson for two as well, and I've got two point six million left.
1: <laughs> Are you planning on spending <laughs> just that? Keeping that. Yep.
2: I'm just,
4: I'm just. Uh, <laughs> you can't take it <laughs> with you. I'm just uh, yeah. thinking about what
2: else. Yeah, I'm thinking about what else to go with.
4: Um, so
1: as far as riders who I can't pick, I can't pick Lupino, but his price has gone up to six million, so I don't really care. Like, I feel like I got in there while it was good value. I can't pick Tonus. I had Tonus last week. And he's 3.8. Yeah, same. Me and too. he's 3.8 million. So he could, act- he could actually be quite a good pick at 3.8 million. That isn't too much. And he could be top 10, which would be good value for a quarter of your budget. Uh, I can't pick Vlanderin for 3 million. I would actually look at Vlandering as well because I think he was better than Russia showed. He got really bad arm pump. Obviously, he hasn't raced in a while. But he had speed. And I think Vandering Vandering is my sneaky pick to get a lot better moving forward. Kevin Strybos I can't pick for 3 million. Don't really know what we're going to get from Strybos each week, but we shall see. He obviously has shown some speed. And then I can't pick Lion Florian, who I got in while he was
4: dirt cheap, so happy days. Tom, who can't you pick? pick? I can't pick Tonus, and I can't pick Jan Pankar. And I can't pick Rabini.
3: And then there's someone else. I think Sterry. Mm, I think I, I feel like Sterry. you've I
4: feel like you've got out okay as well. I had well. Sterry
3: last week as well. I also I also um, had Nathan Renkins on my team come? and I uh, probably should have unselected him because he wasn't even there.
1: I'd imagine he was dirt cheap yeah. anyway, so I I came two hundred and eleventh.
4: So there's nothing really to boast Not about.
1: Not as good as my fourteenth. Uh, better than James's 300 and something.
4: To be honest, MX2, there's
2: not a lot of picks, but there are a couple of standouts, very cheap ones, which people can pick. Uh, As crazy as as it sounds, uh, for 800,000, Boutron in MXGP might pick up a couple of points. He's always gone well at Matterly. And then you've got uh, Chervelin for a million. That's not a bad shout.
4: Oh, Chervelin's out. Um, I got confirmation this do not morning. Pick
1: Chervelin. Chervelin, Chervelin has had an ongoing niggling wrist injury that no one wants to talk about. Uh, I found out that this morning. I was ready to come on this podcast and launch for what the fuck? Where the hell is Chervilin? Ah,
2: okay, that's a real shame because uh, I think he would have gone very well. Uh, Monticelli's a bit of a steal at two point four million, um, and Jazakonis. Who knows what he's going to do? But for two million, he can um, definitely pick up some points.
4: And then yeah, you've
2: got uh, Anton Goh as well, 1.2 million. He picked up quite a few points last year. And Sterry at 2.2, that's another good one.
1: Let me tell you, let me tell you where like... Um, MX2 though, you've, you've made them really hard. Yeah. but let me tell you, this is where it's a bit fucked. Everyone's minds are a bit skewed and everyone's a bit like... So I haven't picked any MX2 riders either because their prices are high. Really high. However... The difference is, it's, you think that because you don't actually know what you're going to get from them. But the reality is, okay, it could go quite bad, but you could also get a podium from like eight of these riders. Combat so
2: could be very good for
1: 3.4. And Gertz at 5 million as well. So, MX2 is harder for people to sign riders for, I think, because at least with MXGP, you kind of know roughly what you're going to get from each rider. So you're like, okay... Um, Strybos is going to be between twelfth and sixteenth, so I'll take that for three million. Whereas, let's be honest, gifting for three million in two fifties, he could be third overall or fourteenth overall. Yeah. So you're kind of you're a bit more like like Beaten five point four million sounds like a lot for Beaten. He could he could finish second overall, and that would be insane amount of points for that price. Also, another one actually I meant to mention Kai Wolf at four point six million. Is
4: sneaky good because he was on for a 10, six day at um in Russia, and Matley should suit him better as well. Hmm. Rubini's not bad shot at three point six,
1: but he's still coming off of that back injury. Yeah, though, so.
2: Taylor Harrell, one point four
3: was, was maybe Gifting, I would be tempted by was that. Gifting dealing with an injury as well
4: was it. I think he didn't. He yeah, he. The week before? he um, yeah, he did his foot. I can't remember what exactly he did. I'm just gonna pull it up now. But yeah, like three days before Russia,
1: he what he did? He fractured was his foot and he had torn three ligaments. fractures and a torn ligament in his foot. Yeah, so that's still going to be a problem, ish.
3: Yeah, especially around Matley with big jobs for
1: three million. I still like him.
4: But for three million, I still like him to go out there and get a eighth, ninth with yeah. that, I think. But then I just I like the safety net of the MXGP class where I know what those riders are gonna do.
1: Rather than the realistically, I think if you wanna win if you wanna win the prizes
4: that are being provided by evenstrokes.com, James, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, love it. Good work. Thank you. I think that the way to go could be to just swing for the fences with an MX2 team that maybe could turn into something amazing.
1: Because the safe MXGP teams are only going to get you so far. Like, my team for Russia was
4: safe. Very safe. So, yeah. I like, I like what you're saying, Lewis, but no. No. <laughs>
2: Okay. Um, ben Ben Watson other... two point eight million. If he if he literally does get a sit for and an eighth, that's a great return on points. Okay, let's do this.
1: Number one pick. Who out of all of these riders, who do you like the look of the most? I think I would go yeah, Ben at two point yeah, eight. You, you've
2: yeah. literally just there's no no that that is that is bang for your buck there.
1: Second secondary I'd go Jacoby at one
4: point two. Yeah. Yeah, and and also I think Monticelli know, there's needs there's looking out as from, well that. from. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he was actually, was to be better, fair, he was better was in better Russia than, before yeah, he, he just, than just I thought.
3: just had some crashes that obviously hindered it.
4: Like, with speed and everything, he was way, like, exceeded my expectations straight yeah. off. Any other fantasy points or
1: anything to talk about?
2: No, I am good. I think uh, I think I'm going to have a little play around with that from from now until. Um, well, you have got 2.6 million to exactly. play with still, so. and, and there might be some comings and go Who knows? Uh, obviously, Lynn, that would have been a, a good one. So um, maybe uh, are you going to update MX Manager to say he's out, or literally just
1: no? Um, no, I go off of the entry list, and if you can't be asked to figure out who's in and who's out, then screw you.
4: Oh it's not, We're the not attitude, I'm not pan, is it?
2: Jeez.
1: I'm not pan, like if he's on the entry list then he can be on the list but if he if like if someone drops out in practice it's up to you like I'll always like the russian wild cards I've obviously taken out because they're not on the entry list for Natalie. so I'm not going to leave them in there because what's the point so um but we have so that does mean that we have said goodbye to Sivi <laughs> Sivi and Alexander Shosenev. And Georgie Valiakin. We've said goodbye to those riders on MX Manager. So just in case you wanted to pick Sizi... Uh, Sizi Otofoslav. If you wanted to pick Sizi Otofoslav, <laughs> then sorry, he's not racing Matley. Okay,
4: thanks for filling us in with that one. <laughs> Before we go... Great show, everyone. Uh, Before we go, I wanted to ask this. First British GP, James? Your first British GP? Uh, Oh, Jesus. Um, Barley Castle, 1980.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) uh, Six, I think. I was minus 10 years old. 86. Well, no, it would have, have been less than that. It would have been 84, I think. Something like that. 86, something like that. I, would, I was about, what, nine, I think, nine or ten. So it had been 84, 85, something like that. Oh.
3: Tom, first British uh, GP? The first, well, I went to the Nations in 2006. I think that was my first sort of large event, if you class that as a Grand Prix, I suppose. Um, actual Grand Prix, I think it was 2009 at Donington. Uh, Mallory? No, I, that was 2009. Yeah, what was it? When was Donington? Seven. seven. That must have been it then. Seven. When Tommy won, you do, I just remember the massive step up as a finish. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that would have been.
4: Yeah, I remember the photo
3: yeah. of Tommy doing yeah, a whip yeah, that over that. that must That's in two thousand seven.
1: And uh, no one asked me. So, one, <laughs> Rem, but when was yours? Um... <laughs> <laughs> when was yours? This. <laughs> we really <laughs> oh, no, We really, really <laughs> care. <laughs> um, matchums two thousand and five. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, just thought, just thought it was just thought it interesting just to bring that up.
4: Um. No, that's just good, good to
2: know. I mean, both Tom and myself are going to sleep um, a <laughs> lot <long laughs> better now. Ed-
1: oh, I just thought I thought I thought that people would have more to say about their first British GP than that, but apparently not.
2: So that's well, fine. I'm old, so I've been going to him for for quite a long time. Oh, uh, James, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Good to get over that disaster of a weekend in British Motocross where we had uh, basically uh, the whole community pulled into uh, racing around the country to try and just do their job and teams splitting up. So glad we got that one over and done with. uh, British GP this weekend. I just hope uh, Steve Dixon uh, has been able to make enough money from uh, the tickets, what he's been able to sell, to make sure we have a successful uh, GP and another one next year. So, good luck to everybody who's involved with um, the British GP because uh, a lot of hard work, what goes in behind the scenes, which uh, a lot of people don't get to see.
1: Oh, that's very touching. Uh, Tom, final thoughts. Yeah, I think uh,
3: it's an exciting weekend, isn't it? There's, I think there is still tickets available to buy. I've just looked on the website now and you can still buy them. So, if anyone ain't got them yet, then get on board and support the support our home round, I guess. Yeah, it's an exciting weekend. It's, it's, I feel like it's the first real, like, Grand Prix that's... Well, it feels like an opening round again, doesn't it? The flyaways just don't have the same effect.
4: How funny would it be if it looks like
2: 15,000 people there at weekend? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in all honesty... If there were 4,000 people there, it's going to look like there's 12. Yeah, that's what I yeah, mean. If, a
2: nice if space, ever there was a, a round where you could get away with yeah. with um, 20,000 people looking like 4,000, it's Matt can, Mason. Can we,
3: can we class it on 4,000 4, one side of the valley and 4,000 on another?
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's different fields. Open up different fields. <laughs> you know what, though? That's, pro- that's actually not a we bad shot. Right if it. they actually split... If,
1: if they put a fence... Well it, halfway across the valley and said like four thousand this side, four thousand this yeah.
2: side. Well, did you know what do you know what the shit thing is? Is um, basically Wembley's gonna have sixty thousand football fans at that event. So if you imagine like how we've got Matley in in sixty thousand people in Matley, you, you would probably bump into somebody you know, but even twenty thousand people in Matley, you probably wouldn't see him twice in a weekend. It's it's that big. Sixty thousand football fans are gonna be put into a stadium. They're all going to have to go there on tubes. They're all going to have to go there. It, it's just a mockery, really, when you think of, like, the, Brit, the British GP can be outside. You're never going to see anybody. It's such you know, a huge amount of space. And it's like we get, we have to contend with 4,000 people. Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: My f- My final thoughts are Friday, 70% chance of rain, Saturday, 80% chance of rain, and Sunday, 80% chance of rain. So... That should shake it up nicely. Uh, And just to check in on MX Vice Twitter, we have Anton Gold, Tommy Sell, Tommy Sell, Tommy Sell, Tommy Sell, Tommy Sell, Tommy Tommy Sell.
3: For the fill in ride. Uh,
1: Okay. A lot of people want Tommy Sell to fill in for Mitch Evans, but he's already said no to me. Maybe Honda could twist his arm, but he's busy. He's busy. Right. That has been episode 73 of the MX Vice Show. As always, MX Fly Show is brought to you by Fly Racing, Liap, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterix Knee Braces, Armour Nutrition, and Blenzel Oils. Thanks to you, James Burfield, for doing this. Thanks to you, Tom Neal, for doing this. I'm Lewis Phillips, and I think that's a wrap on episode 73. So we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you,
2: ya. Guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, Tom. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Lewis, it's always a chore. <laughs> I think the podcast has already ended. It's ended when we say it's ended.
4: <laughs> I think
0: it was when I said "see." Rob, you. please put that back in.
2: Cool. <laughs> oh, you
0: are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross, built by motocross enthusiasts. Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at EvenStrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better,
2: and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information.
1: Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com.
2: For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.